watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 263. Yes. Of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. Today, yes. we are watching SG1. Uh-huh. Season 10. Yes. Episode 16. Getting close. Holy moly, so close. <laughs> the fact that we had an episode for funsies like yeah. this is insane. Uh bad guy. Bad guys. Uh AK oh bad guy, sorry. Uh, sorry, I had a Billie Eilish song in my head. <laughs> A.K.A. I have two A.K.A.s. Yes. A.K.A. Killing and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> or Die Hardest in Space. Oh, Die Hardest in Space is real good. <laughs> my A.K.A. was That Belongs in a Museum? <laughs> With a question mark at the end I of it. I love that. And I do want to give myself credit, because that's who I am, <laughs> that I came to the Die Hard idea before they made it obvious in the episode that that's what they were doing. We'll get to the Die Hard, because the Die Hard reference is one of my high points Listen, in the episode. And it's a tiny high point, but One it of is. the reasons that now husband Jesse and I knew we were meant for each other is that between us, we had four copies of Die Hard. <laughs> Because Die Hard. <laughs> also, we are on team, or at least I am, I'm pretty sure you are, on team Die Hard as a Christmas film. Oh, we watched it at my yeah, house on true. Christmas. This is yeah, true. Yeah. No, yeah. Full on team Die Hard as a Christmas film. Oh, it absolutely is a Christmas film. Uh, so, anything oh. interesting over the past week? Um, I didn't turn any of my shit off. I haven't either. Let's do all that now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Guys, uh, you've been see. doing this. Anything. We're professionals. <laughs> we're so good at what we're doing. We're just, we're, so we're working our way back to getting back to um, previous times where yes. we're live streaming and doing all this stuff. We're having to remember the way we used to work when we weren't just in survival mode. Yeah. So uh, have some patience. Videos are coming back again oh, yeah. soon. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Everything's coming. We're, get, we're getting back to, to, to the world. Weirdly, part of it is that because... It was quarantine, and because we were stuck in the house for so long, we completely rearranged the house, so we yeah. can't actually sit. We need to create a at space. the same place, and we don't know where to record video record now. We're gonna we're gonna build a new studio. We might have to stay tuned. Yeah, state of the pod coming soon. <laughs> state of the pod. Um, this week, what did I do this week? Um. Well, besides Critical Role. Yeah, other than, like, the freaking elephant in the room. Besides the elephant in the role of the finale and the close of Campaign 2 of Critical yeah, Role. I think what we'll do with that is let's save that for a tangent. We're definitely so going to have a, a, we'll have a Mighty Nine tangent yeah, episode Yeah, because there is a lot to digest. And unpack. And unpack and process still. Um, but what have I done this week? Um, I've been watching Hacks. It's real a good. A lot of hacks. I think I'm... I don't know that I'm caught up yet. I think I have one more episode. I haven't seen... Yeah, I think I'm in the same place. So I haven't seen this week's episode. Okay. And then um, I ate a book because... <laughs> Um, uh, this is what husband Jesse calls me. He goes, you don't read books. You consume them. Oh, no. Uh, yes, I do that too. So um, I don't... Like, you can tell if I'm going to read a book. Mm-hmm. Within the first two days, because that's how quickly I will finish them. Um, I other otherwise, if I keep trying to go back to a book, it means I'm not going to read it. So, I have started the process because I realize I've never cataloged my library. Yeah, and I don't. My library is not quite the size of yours, but it's substantial. It's good. It's, it's definitely larger library. than the average home yeah. library. I've uh, I finished. Four shelves, and I have well over 100 books already. Nice. Um, but what I've realized when you're talking about consuming books, yeah. I'm cataloging these books going, I know I read Mistborn. <laughs> I can't tell you anything about you it. consume it. Because I read it so fast that there's no absorption of it. It's yeah. just, 
it's an in-the-moment pleasure yeah. that I thoroughly enjoyed the it's moment like of a, reading that book. It's like a bump of coke. <laughs> yeah. Don't you drugs, kids. But, but that's how I read books, and yeah. apparently so do you. Um, I do. I, now, this book I read did did stay with me, and that was the point. Some do, yes. Yeah, I read a book called, and I don't have the author's name because I'm terrible. It's okay. But it's called The Devil's Highway. Okay. It is um, about the specific crossing of the border of a set of 26 individuals. I think I heard of Only this 14 book. made it uh, made it all the way through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've shared that I'm a child of Mexican immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those spaces they were talking about are, uh, you know, my parents were lucky. They did not have to cross this way. Yeah. And they, they did not have to cross illegally. They were very lucky in... In, in the reality of the, the uh, you know, of the way they were able to get to this country. Yeah. But this is just true for a lot of people. A lot of people that I grew up around. A lot of people that my dad works with. A lot of people that he hires. And yeah. a lot of the areas of the world where my dad works. Literally where these guys were found. I'll put it this way. So the hospital that these men were taken to. The, yeah. the survivors who did make it. It's the same hospital where I was diagnosed oh, with wow. type of diabetes and where I was in my coma for three weeks. Wow. Uh, so all of these spaces and all of you this. You know those places. Yeah. And I yeah. know exactly about what this. Uh, he describes the spaces that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes into some of the politics of it all as well. Yeah. But it's just really interesting. Okay. So it's called The Devil's Highway by Luis Alberto Uria. So if you're curious about this, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't preach at you, which I appreciate. Yeah. So if you're curious and you're a little bit into the morbidity true crime type of stuff, because he does describe a lot of what happened to them. Yeah. Um, So it's a nice way to hook you in without smacking you over the head with any type of political belief. Is it, is it, is it fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction. Okay. That's what I was, yeah, Yeah. that's what I was asking. It's nonfiction, but it doesn't read like a textbook gotcha yeah uh it tells the stories of these people and how they and how they ended up here uh it reads a little really bit more good. like an autobiography yeah it's, gotcha. it's very yeah it's it's really it's it reads like investigative journalism gotcha okay uh suck me in i could not stop <laughs> literally i would wake up at like five in the morning to start reading because yeah. i have to be at work and so i was like i gotta i gotta finish this <laughs> i gotta finish this uh, uh, anyway, so this is my first, actually, my first summer reading list, if you don't count audiobooks, because okay. I did read a couple of audiobooks recently. Uh, one called The Lost Apothecary, which I think you would enjoy. Interesting. I do like anything with a puck that carry uh, in it. It's about a woman who travels to England, does some mudlarking, mm-hmm. and the things that she finds and the past that it connects her to. Interesting. Um... And then it's a kind of back and forth between a woman from the past and this woman of the current. Past. Okay. Uh, and then I also read a book called The Vanishing Half, uh, which in in a similar vein to The Devil's Highway talks about things that we don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's about a woman. This one is fiction. Yeah. It's a woman who, uh, I don't think this gives anything away. Uh, a set of twins yeah. who um, were um, grew up black in... Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, and were white passing. Okay. Um, their their father was lynched. Okay. And and kind of the trauma that came with that, and then what they did with their lives going forward. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and uh, that caught my attention uh, because of this idea of like being white passing, mm-hmm. which I actually had a conversation with, <laughs> with someone about. <laughs> Awkward conversations when I go have to go. Actually, I'm Mexican. Um, I uh, appreciate your voice. I disagree. But actually, <laughs> but uh, let me stop you right there. Hush, hush. <laughs> yeah. Before you say something that's going to make you feel bad about yeah. saying it in front of me. Yes. Um, anyway, very interesting. Very interesting story. It's an it's a glimpse into a world that I had no idea about. I am reading the <laughs> most opposite book that yeah. you could possibly just, opposite. Just to be clear, I'm going to follow this up with some Philippa Gregory, who's yeah. the woman that wrote The Other Bowling Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
I do I do appreciate balance and I work here for Stargate. I well it, it's slightly more in Stargate terms because it's me <laughs> and there is definitely a style of book that sure. more grabs me. Um is uh is it's I found on my shelves as I was cataloging sure. it. Oh, didn't read this it is Artemis by Andy Weir. Oh, who Andy Weir is the one that's yeah, the, the Martian. Martian. Yeah, and this one is it's actually really fun. Again, Andy Weir, I love him because he's just popcorn reads in the best way. I use popcorn. I reads. didn't realize he had other stuff available. Of course, he yeah. does. But you know, it's one of those where I didn't realize he had a. This one's fun. It's it's set on the moon. Um, okay. To a point where there's a city on the moon. Oh. And they live in bubbles, and it's Aldrin, Conrad, Armstrong, these different bubbles. Yeah. And you can take a train, and they do EVAs around the Apollo 11 site. And she's someone, she she's lived most of her life on the moon. Okay. Um, and she is from a, I think, Saudi family. Okay. And all this, just the dynamics of living on the moon, growing up as the daughter of a welder on the moon... And then she's just trying to make, she's just trying to make money. She's just yeah. hustling, okay? Yeah, yeah. She's just hustling. That shit to do. And then someone offers her a million, essentially dollars, their their money, a million dollars to pull off part of this crime. Oh. And she's like, I'm in. <laughs> and then everything that happens after she tries to oh, pull this boy. off. And it's pretty fun. Interesting. I like it. It's pretty we'll have to fun. Look into it. I'll put this in our our our, our read recommends. <laughs> this is Artemis. Artemis by Andy Weir. I'm gonna. Add, I'll put, I'll throw this in the blurb so nobody's trying to. If you're interested, you don't have to rewind. And then also, I have the next two books. I'm well. The next couple of books I'm reading is catching up on the Iron Druid series. Nice. Uh, because there's a fun. But my big book accomplishment this week uh-huh. is. We know one of my favorite authors oh boy. is Mr. Carl Sagan. Yeah. At the used bookstore. It does not have a dust cover, okay? Oh, that's right. But I'm okay with it not having a dust cover. I found a first, a really, really good quality first edition hardcover copy of Cosmos. That's so cool. I had other books in my hands. But I was only going to spend so much at the used bookstore, so I put most of the other books back yeah, yeah. to get this one. <laughs> it really wasn't that expensive Off either. camera, I'm going to need you to tell me which used bookstore you were it's at, because there's a couple of... It's the, the same one that you know that you took me to one time. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That one. Got it. Good to know. Yep. Nice. The one closer by. I think so. The one north. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Cryptic! <laughs> Well, we don't want to give away. No, it's okay. You don't want to give away your spots. I know. <laughs> Gotta keep my used book stash, man. Don't want other people raiding it. This is, this is ter- it's a terrible way to live, but I've I've always felt that way with records as well. Oh, I hear that. Like, I don't want to tell you what I'm wrong Because <laughs> you're going to go pick it you're over. You're going to go pick over my stash. I went with Nick, and so I couldn't spend my usual, I'm just going to sit on the floor and go Here's through every book for do. two hours. I think you and husband Jesse need, need to, go to go in the books. to the bookstore yep. one day when um, husband, bartender Nick, and I decide to work on the yard. Yep, Because that's fine. we literally just talked about how you do not enjoy yard work. Nope. And neither does husband Jesse. Yep. And I love books, but not nearly <laughs> as much as you two. The two of us are just like in that co-reading, just uh, we're going to yeah. re- go through every book on I, the shelves to pick out I, the ones I we do. want. I do. I, I hit a limit. And then and then you have two stacks. You have the stack of definitely going to get, and then you yeah. have the stack of I might get depending well, on what else I want, find. But not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. March 18th, 2007. Yes. <laughs> um, story. By one Ben Browder. You might know him oh. best as John Crichton from Farscape. Oh, I've heard this name before. <laughs> Interesting. Teleplay by Martin Guerra, directed by Mr. Peter Deloise. Um, big old guest star we're just going to point out. Uh-huh. One Joshua Molina. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's been in so many shows. Yeah. I've watched most of them. Not science fiction. Big Aaron Sorkin actor. Yeah. Uh, Will on West Wing. I was going to say, was this after West Wing? It is after West Wing. Interesting. So he was uh, Will on West Wing, Jeremy on Sports Night, which I also love that show, uh-huh. David on Scandal. Yeah. So oh, now on Sorkin. Um, his debut, his acting debut, like, was on Broadway and A Few Good Men. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, of course. 
He was also an American also, president, which I love that Also, we can say film. that this film was written by Ben Browder, but really it was written by the writers of Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave that there. <laughs> also, not necessarily a super fun fact, but a fact, according to Michael Shanks, it was during this episode they found out they were not getting season 11. Oh. At um, least it was a fun episode. I know. Uh, I know a couple of the actors, this is not their favorite episode. I love this it's episode. It's so much fun. It is. I, I well, I clearly Amanda Tapping hated it so much. She's like, I'm out. Well, no, she because she was an episode of Atlantis, right? They only have the yeah, contractually. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Half this shit wouldn't have happened if they had Sam Carter there. Sure, she would have just fucking figured they would have never yeah. even had to run into no. anybody. Um. Also, what about Ron Canada, who plays Cortis? What a name! I know Ron Canada. Ron Canada. Uh, he was originally a news reporter. Oh. Spent a few years in the 70s working for WBAL in Baltimore. Oh, interesting. I uh-huh. may have heard uh-huh. of that station. And WGLA in D.C. Also, you know, may yeah. have heard of that station. WJLA. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. I let her is it? confusing. I, okay, yeah, sorry. I was like, wait, I think it's a J. <laughs> it is. Oh, I God. just... I've always sure. confused J's Words. and G's. Words are hard. Because, anyway, got a few awards. Started transition to acting. While he was doing that, worked part-time at Voice of America... I've heard of them as well. Uh-huh. Interesting. He also had a reoccurring role in West Wing. Long list of credits for holy shit films that you've known, like Honey Blew Up the Kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> babysitting. Um, recent roles include House of Cards, and he's been on a couple episodes of Orville as Admiral Tucker, and I love Orville so much. Now, who, which actor is this? Cortis, the main negotiator. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. The, the, uh, the, uh, the adept negotiator. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, and yeah, there is no Sam in this episode, which is why the team got into trouble they did. Yes. Previously on, oh, remember yeah. when we met Athena? Yeah, we she's kind of a bitch. Katesh double-crossed her in the search for the Clara Theresa Infinatus. Yeah, Clara Thesauri. Sure, the sure. Thema. Keep that in mind. Yeah. We start with a very exciting briefing room scene where Daniel explains that the Clarethosaurus Infinitus is the key to infinite treasure, uh-huh. a cache of ancient wealth and weapons, and Daniel is thinking it's not a hoax, it might be real. Yeah. <laughs> Who's able... It's not a hoax. <laughs> he was able to do some dangling, got a gate address, they sent Melpy to do its thing. I, that's what he does. Melpy sent back hieroglyphics, which at first glance don't make any sense. Rala's at me like, it's a code, and goes to grab the picture. I like puzzles. Those are for the general, mm. not for Vala. No touchy. And no, we cannot wait for Sam to get back from Washington because she was an episode of Atlantis. Yeah, I love this. Sam's not here. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. Hey, by the way, I, I, I feel like they should have just spoken that line to the fourth wall. Yeah. Sam's not here. <laughs> Don't look for her. Stop it. Also, Hayes is still president, so that's you oh, know right. nice world yeah. building to know. Through the gate we go. Uh-huh. I love how Vala tried to go after Cam for making like a witty pop culture reference as you understand, but really he's referencing Ansel Adams. Yeah. Not really the pop culture that like I don't know that pop culture. No. Maybe just culture. Yeah. But like she's thinking it's like Star Wars level, like Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like Ansel Adams. Yeah. Um, I do think that the decor in this place they land in is after my own heart. <laughs> it is very sparse. It's very sparse. I'm pretty sure, I mentioned this later in my notes, I'm thinking that all the hallways might just be the same high school from yeah, last episode. Yeah. But then it also made me reflect on, like, do I try to keep my home too museum-like? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> because it was so soothing to see how clean the space... <laughs> you know what it is? Is having dogs is my balance. This is true. Because if I didn't, I think I would have a home that was maybe too museum-like. It's not until you're keeping things under glass, you're good. Well, that's fair. I don't. I yeah. don't care for that. Yeah. Uh, and and even if I didn't have my dogs, which knock on fucking wood, <laughs> dear God, I don't. I couldn't exist. No. I would still have a husband, Jesse. This is accurate. This is <laughs> accurate. Uh, and suddenly, Cam and Teal turn a corner. Oh yes. Things don't quite look the same. This goes suddenly from this belongs in a museum to more this is a museum. Yeah, yeah. Some Greek and Roman vibes. I do, I do appreciate what you're saying, because it does look like a high school hallway, not a museum 100%. hallway. 100%. <laughs> they just used the same one from the last episode. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure like the main room is just like the library from the Breakfast Club or something. I, I'm I'm almost certain <laughs> that it is the same place that they held the prom yeah. in She's All That. <laughs> yeah. It is exactly the same space. Um, and there's music in the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a straight up fancy cocktail party going on, and yeah. our team is not following the dress. Code. I mean, we did have our prom in a museum. Um, I didn't go to prom. We so we had my junior prom was in a museum. I have no clue where ours was. Because, surprise, surprise, I was part of the prom planning committee. <laughs> and we're like, let's do it in a museum because museums are fucking cool. I mean, we almost got married in a museum. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I did not go to my senior prom because it was boring. <laughs> uh, we went to specifically anti-prom where we wore fancy dresses and combat boots and went to a fancy restaurant and then came back and watched horror films while eating ice cream. Nice. Yeah. That works too. That was our prom. Awesome. So before anyone can spot them, Cam and Teal run back and they're like, pack it up. We gots to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Vala just wants to go to the party. Yeah. I mean, I love I love how gung-ho she is. She's not dressed for a party. No. But she's like, I don't give a shit. She's like, I'll work what. it. Yeah. I can make this outfit party yeah, appropriate. It's going to happen. <laughs> Instead, Cam is like, no, we have first contact policy. Yeah. This is not the way we make first contact. Yeah. It's not exactly the prime directive, but no. it's not this. Exactly. <laughs> and as they get geared up to did go... Did I get that right? Cam, you did. Okay, thank you. you. <laughs> Cam goes to dial the DHG, and it seems that they're not quite making DHGs the way they mm. used to. <laughs> it just comes you know apart what in his hands. Like? It, it feels like, uh, like those kid kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> like where it's like knobbies where you should be able to turn on the yeah. stove, uh-huh. but it's not really. No. Stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I actually would like the idea that this. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but in my, my head, first I like DHD. the idea. No, I like Sorry. the idea that this is the DHG, the lightweight one that they transport out into the field when they're oh, doing yeah. site sh- site yeah, yeah, filming. Yeah. And this is just that one, but they're showing how plastic it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Like, look at how <laughs> shitty this thing is, actually. I love it. It's my first DHD. Uh-huh. It's not quite working. It's training wheels. My first. DHD. My first. <laughs> my first DHD. <laughs> and credits. Yay. Bye, Mattel. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> so here's your lesson, guys. Give your MELP something that they can dial home with. Some Uh arm that they can reach up, you turn the gate off, and MELP can, on its own, redial home. Like a little mage hand. A mage hand to make sure that your shit can dial back home again. Well, MELPy mage hand. Little MELP hand. MELPy hand. Um, And Daniel has a point, like, we don't normally see gates. That gives me an idea for your character. Remind me to tell you that. Okay. Actually, I'll just tell you here. Yeah. If Sam can make a mage hand using her artificer tools, that is really just a MELPy. It's just a Melpy. Well, I eventually want to see if I can attach a hand to Fred. Yeah, like a little Melpy hand. My little flying around corgi, mechanical corgi. Yeah. I want just a a Canada arm from the ISS. But I say we call it a Melp hand. Okay, we'll call it a Melp hand. Okay, I like it. Daniel has a point, though, here. Normally we see Gates and DHDs and they're together. Right. But we never found the DHD for the Egypt gate. True. We found the one for Antarctica super broken. Uh Uh-huh. So there is a precedence to not having a DHD. Yeah. We just were smart and had a Sam who built. Yeah, you know what this feels like? DHD it's like when you, like, I don't know if you've seen these or if you've caught onto this idea, but like, oh, like for a long time, retro lunchboxes were a thing. Yeah. Like the old timey, but they never had the thermoses in them anymore. No, they didn't. <laughs> like, cause it's like people saved the box, but the thermos never made it. That's like the DHD is the same idea. Yes, my thing is that I sometimes would get those, but then the thermos was so shitty that it always leaks yeah, into the lunchbox. It, it dies immediately. It's like, what's the point of having a thermos yeah, if, if it's, it's going to leak? Yeah, I had one with my Muppet Baby's lunchbox. Muppet Baby. <laughs> okay, so how... Obviously, they have some DHD at some point, because this plant knew what a DHD fucking looked like. Right. Um, Vala's not worried mm-hmm. at all. No. Once they miss the check-in, Lane's just going to dial up. He'll send a generator and a laptop, a dialing program, problem solved. They just have to chill out till then. Just a weird moment of, like, clarity, of yeah. lucidity for Vala. <laughs> and you can't beat Vala's line of, you don't, I don't think you want to start thinking what I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't don't get in that brain. Um, so they ponder under other dialing methods that Stargate or the SG-1 has done over the past 10 years, but Val is way more focused on they can now go to the party. Yay, let's go play. And of course, uh, that couple that I forgot to mention left the party earlier just comes into this room to make out well, and snog. This is the room I would come to make out in. 100%. There's definitely some drama brewing about Silvana. Oh, which we'll get to. That won't come back at all. That's not gonna come when you let's I'm making out and I'm naming a random name. Uh weird, random Certainly. Okay, NPC, never talk again. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's one of those where you're like, write down everything the NPC is saying. This is gonna matter. This but, is gonna matter. But I love that the team just watches them snog for a couple seconds. Like, bruh. Yeah. Until the woman sees them, starts screaming, goes running. Teal and Cam go after her, and Daniel's like, no, Vala, no. It's funny because my first thought was to be slightly annoyed at this woman for yelling. But then I realized in her position, I'm like, fucking good for her. Yeah. Weird strangers. What is, shoot first, apologize later. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pepper to- spray first, exactly. apologize later. Yeah. Be rude, stay alive. And so that woman runs. Um, there, Cam and Teal follow all the way to the main party, and it's basically a record scratch moment. Yeah, yeah. As they're like rebels, they're like the bird, bird, bird. The bird is like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to my brain. Cam figures how quickly can I defuse this situation. <laughs> Yep. None quickly. Zero. There is weapons fire, there's running, there's yep. hiding, there's alarms, there's We're security gates. Eventually, Cam and Teal'c are hiding and have to make some defensive moves to save their own ass. Yep. yep. One guard sees this from the second story and sneaks off on his own. Of course. Cam just goes for broke. Yeah. To contain the situation and calls for everyone on the ground. Also, stop screaming. Take control. He channels his inner bane. <laughs> okay. Just sit there. Shut up. Let's figure this out. And it's that time where Daniel and Vala come running out after hearing gunfire going, what the fuck? Well, I mean, in truth, they probably should have sent Daniel and Vala first. Maybe. Maybe don't send the big burly men with guns first. <laughs> Maybe send the squishy and the one who appears squishy <laughs> to do some talking. The deceptive yeah, one and the chatty one. You're two people who are your charisma on the team. Don't send in the Bash Brothers <laughs> to do the talking. Um, Kim's like misunderstanding as if that explains it. Okay. Oh, sure. Vala is pretty sure it would have been easier just to pose as party guests. Yeah. And uh, also, what the hell does it mean to be a rebel? We have no clue what situation we're currently in. (laughs) Um, And why are they shut into the museum? I... Well, I like this idea of, like, the lockdown thing. It is. It's because it's, like, I don't know if it was on purpose or accidentally, but one of the guards shot one of the yeah, containers. Yeah, they yeah, thought yeah. it was someone yeah. just robbing yeah. it. Yeah, I do love how... I love how bothered Daniel is this whole episode. This episode, Daniel has an attitude. He has finally reached his limit. I am here for it. This is straight what's his name from Clerks? He's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. (laughs) Um, I'm dying not remembering his name. I'm going to look it up. That's fine. Um, Eventually, uh, but SG-1 actually figures having these doors being locked down might actually work for their advantage at this point. So the ch- one of the chancellors stands up, but if he doesn't want to get shot, then he shouldn't be standing. Because everyone immediately points their guns at this one poor sure. dude standing up. He wants to trade himself for all the hostages. Because clearly, oh, what a hero. I'm the one that you want. Cam's like, um... I'm the one that you want. Hey, hey, Mr. Full of yourself, dude, you're really not the one we want. We want none of this. Vala goes pull some sand duties in this episode with a computer and the schematics. Yeah, I do love that we get to see uh, her shine in this way. Yeah. Because she is very adept. 100%. At tinkering, if you will. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Daniel tries, tries as he might to pull the we're not rebels, we're explorers line. 
No. From another planet, from another solar system, which I'm on a planet that's clearly not prepared to hear uh-huh. these things. Yeah. And instead of being able to make any sense of the Stargate, the Changeling just emphasizes, well, like, fine, don't tell me your demands. Just yeah. please don't hurt these people. Yeah. I don't want to know anything. Just fine. I love how their ignorance is working in their favor. Mm-hmm. Like, they just think they're doubling down and being more sketchy. Mm-hmm. This is the best. And that's when Lords comes over the radio. Mm-hmm. He's of the council security detail, wanting to speak with who's in charge. And, of course, when you need someone to do the talking, give it to your high charisma character. Yeah. Um, Lords is bringing in a negotiator. Okay. You know, he's not quite grokking... Like Daniel, when Daniel's like, we don't want anything. We're not rebels. This is a misunderstanding. Yeah. But also we can't release the hostages because of reasons. Yeah. It's like, fine, fine. We're bad guys. What do you want? (laughs) Fuck off. Vala points out, um, they're not going to fucking believe us when they say we're not rebels. Again. Showing how smarty pants she is. We someone was shot. We accidentally took hostages. Accidentally or not, hostages were taken. Mm. Like they're just gonna come in here and kill us if we give the hostages away. Yeah. We have no leverage. <laughs> By the way, I can't remember if it's Dante or Randall, but it's one of them that goes, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Because <laughs> in my brain it's the same one. Oh, I think it was Randall. I think so too. I think it was Randall. Anyway. Daniel, uh-huh. oh Daniel, is like, this is not how you make first contact. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Your fun is wrong. Mm-hmm. But currently the plan is hold tight for five and a half hours until Landry can get them out. No one gets hurt. Just sit here. Just sit here. Just don't kill people. Which Daniel thinks is super dangerous. A, he doesn't want to pretend he's a kidnapper, uh-huh. even for for survival, I don't. He doesn't want to pretend he's a kidnapper. I don't want to play this game right now. I am annoyed. Yeah. Second, he's like, we have no clue what these people are gonna do if they'll even wait five and a half hours. Yeah. Or they'll just bomb us, or they'll come and take us, or whatever. Well, it's like, well, fine then, annoyed smarty pants. What do you want to do? Exactly, with no other plans. Yeah. Um, with a heavy sigh, Daniel tells Lords that they can't free the hostages. He does offer some medical people to come in and get the shot guard mm. because these people are playing by, you know, earth rules. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, the people who come in aren't just medics. <laughs> no, there has to be, uh, you know, a, 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 a takedown situation attempt. Yeah. The, as, yeah. As Daniel tries to just like, look, we saved the guy. We stopped his bleeding. One of them just stuns Daniel, who goes down. Son of a bitch. Pulls some guns. Ham, hey. Pulls his on and like, no. I have no. all of the guns. Yeah. Stop. Just no. Cam drags the tied up medic into the main room. Mm-hmm. As he yells at the negotiating team, are you fucking stupid? Do you have any idea how hostage negotiations work? Because this isn't it. Yeah, you're doing it wrong again. Um, And this is when we have Cortis on the radio, who's apparently higher ranking and is willing to throw the last guy under the bus. He's more negotiatory yes. than the last negotiator was. Yes. <laughs> no more stupid stunts. Uh-huh. We don't have to hurt anyone, Cam says. And Cortis is like, we know there's no escape. You're surrounded. Yep. Cam's like, ha that's what you think. Yeah. We're coming from the inside. At okay. some point later, Daniel wakes up. And they fill him in. And look, they need to come up with some demands. Yeah. Or do they? Or if they come up... Like, look, asking what, what for a THD is not going to be a yeah. quality demand. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Uh-huh. And that is when Cicero... Yes. A researcher at the museum, I meant to, like, actually look up real Cicero. I, I was I about to say the same thing I, and go, oh, I meant to look up yeah, Cicero. I did too, and I I'm going to do it right now. I think he was a philosopher, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do it right now because okay. I, 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 it'll, it's like rewetting a sponge. The information's <laughs> there. I just gotta find it again. Um, but he's a researcher here at the museum, and he's like, "Did you really come through the ring? <laughs> because if you did, I will totally believe you. Also, if you want to sound like real rebels, ask for your compatriots to be freed from prison, because this guy is basically the Daniel Jackson of his planet." Has published papers, written books about, yeah. you know, the the gateway to the heavens, basically. And no one believes him in his co-workers. He's a joke. Yeah. 
Now, apparently there was a DHD, but it was found all in pieces. Okay, so Cicero, um, for the, uh, the Hellenistic philosophies, put them into Latin. Yes. It's like the big overarching thing, but I'm sure there's something else here. Anyway, um, it, political career was his most important achievement. So it checks. It tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, they're hoping one of these DHG pieces is like the power source so that they can power the gate to manually yeah. dial it. And, and Cicero is going to take them to his lab to try to find it. Mm-hmm. Daniel was taking notes, though, on everything Cicero told him about how to fake being a rebel because he starts asking for people being freed, the viceroy to call a referendum on dissolving the government, and the ability to make a public statement to address everyone. Yeah. All of that shut down. <laughs> the guy's like, the viceroy will sacrifice everyone in that building before he bows to those demands. Yeah. I do love that, um, you know, in the midst of all this tension and madness, we do take a moment to, like... To rag on down and be like, oh, look, he's yeah. a friend of yours. Oh, look, it's your brother. Oh, look, you guys are the same person. <laughs> Nobody believes you either. You both suck. Nerds. Um, but at the very least, they can go forward trying to free some of the rebels. And Daniel's like, you can take all the time you want. Mm-hmm. No rush. Run that through all the things, all the paperwork, all the red tape. Take your time. Don't come back before five hours and 40 minutes have passed. <laughs> I, I love that I did this, like, act of looking at my watch for the podcast. You're welcome, friends. Um, and and uh, I, Tilks, Tilks has subtlety in this episode. And the subtlety of Tilk in this episode, I think, deserves a tarot award. Yeah. Because it is... Less is more. The subtlety of Teal'c also sounds like a treatise written. <laughs> the subtlety of Teal'c is a... It's like the art it, of war. It's a, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, somebody put Teal'c. that together, yeah. Um, Daniel's like, well, the hostages are fine to wait. And Teal'c gives him this face, this very subtle, like, the fuck? Yeah, brah. And he goes... <laughs> I can't even, he goes, unless you get cute, in which case... They're going to be killing yeah. and whatnot. Killing and whatnot. And Teal's D- D- face is like, why are you talking? What the fuck? <laughs> you don't. That, no one was convinced by that. Yeah. You, you did, you're you doing it wrong. Everybody just a mess. Why are you the one trying to intimidate people? How come everybody's doing the wrong jobs today? <laughs> why is everybody doing the wrong jobs today? Because almost you should have Teal'c on the radio, almost. Well, yeah, yeah, you should. And if you think about it, the Bon Mots that Cam usually gets, Teal'c gets this episode. I know. Everybody just, I think everybody just picked up the wrong script. Maybe that's what it is. And they're like, well, we learned all the lines now, so just change the names. I don't want to do anything else now. I bet you Sam was always in this episode. <laughs> And, and then, then Bala took all the Yeah, she's parts. like, well, I just, I thought this was, um, you know, our, our, our girl Claudia Black was like, I thought these were my lines. They sent me, some new, like, production assistant sent out the wrong scripts. And now they're making it work. And they're like, well, this works out because Sam, now you yeah, get the day off to exactly. go be on Venice. We're, yep. we're there now. That's <sighs> how it works. It's canon. And holy shit, what am I looking at? It's beautiful. I don't know, it's probably Ireland? Scotland. Yeah, Ireland, Scotland, something green. Yeah. So outside, they get word from that security officer snuck up, snuck uh-huh. off, uh-huh. Jam, who's basically Paul Bart Molokov over here. I mean, yes. <laughs> John McClane's inept cousin. He would, it is the parody. Jack McClane. It is the parody of Die Hard. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. A little over enthusiastic. Jack McClane instead of John McClane. <laughs> he has aims of being on the council secret service, basically. Sure. He knows his place by like the back of his hand. He can be their eyes and ears. And Cortis is just, you know what would help most? Okay. You know what would really, really help us, Jam? Yeah. Go find somewhere and hide and stay there. Go don't be here. And don't get in the way of our shit. Go be not here, bro. And you can see James a little, like, deflated. Yeah. After hearing that. And he starts to walk off. And just for a moment until he realizes clearly, clearly what it is that the radios are compromised. Oh, yeah. And he just, his his orders are just to look like he's hiding. You clever girl, Jam. <laughs> you clever, clever girl. 
girl. <laughs> I love it. Idiots will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, <laughs> That's gonna be the new name of our D and D party. <laughs> Idiots will find, find a way. way. But you need the pause. Yeah. So Cam and Vala, like, help for the hunt of the DHD power source in Cicero's lab, and they get a bit of political history of the situation. Apparently, SG-1 is now posing as radical religious sex. Sure. It's, here we are. Uh-huh. Patty Hearst in it. And they literally could not Whatever have it takes to keep us alive. picked a worse time. The whole place is a powder keg about to explode. Yeah. It bad, guys. And right now the Viceroy is so desperate for a win... For the optics of a win, that this may get real bloody real soon. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Mm-hmm. And no luck on the DHD goods. There's a there's an archive on the other side of the building that kind of go check. Mm-hmm. Back in the lobby. Thankfully, this museum is like museums on Earth, where the, most of the good stuff is underground and storage. Yes. <laughs> what I wouldn't give... I know. To get access to the storages of all museums. Uh-huh. Just, I just want to look in the store. I don't want to see the displays. No. I want to see the, the shit that's not on display. We've all seen the same mask a hundred times. Get out of here. Let me see what's underground. Okay. Back in the lobby. This... This is the moment mm-hmm. where we choose to get we get some dirt between the makeup couple and Savannah. I, I, you know, I'm really loving where their priorities are. <laughs> it, you know, and if you think about it this way, right? If yeah. these are the people, so these people, high rich society people, yeah. In these moments when lives are on the line, their priorities are real housewives level. Uh huh. I am okay being defined as a rebel <laughs> in this world. Yes. Um, like, apparently, like, screamy woman, makeout woman, stole Savannah's man. You always want to like, get what I want. you were talking to him, and then they start pulling hair fighting. Oh, why do you always have to take what I have? Why can't you get your own man? Daniel is like, seriously, what the fuck? Yeah. Why yeah. are you doing this now? Shut up! You're hostages. This is a real life and death situation. You're really Start gonna acting die. like you're it. Stop. You're so self involved. Savannah's like, asshole. We're not deaf. We know you're not rebels. I do love this. I do love the change up on them. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't matter. You are hostages. You're still hostages, and I still have a giant gun. We are armed. There's rules. There's like schools of etiquette around this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and go. Don't you eyeball me. I do love that he just scolds them, ultimately. He's, he's so grumpy. He's got a low blood sugar. Somebody give that man an energy he's bar. He's so moody, and I love it. Yeah. So back in the hallway, which, again, definitely is not the high school from last episode. No. Um. Either way, Kim and Vala... If you listen closely, I hear that you can hear Bender yeah. slamming against the lockers <laughs> in the breakfast club in the background. Um. But Cam and Vala definitely, definitely found a gold knack with a bomb, which (laughs) could definitely come in handy, but also maybe shouldn't be just stored in a museum like this? Just a live bomb? Yeah. Probably no. No. Probably no. I'm thinking maybe not. But, I mean, do they know it's a live bomb? These people know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, look at this cool thing I found. (sighs) And and Cicero doesn't have an it's like access card. with Mercury. Like, yeah. you don't know. You're little. You're like, look how cool this is. <laughs> we're going to touch it. We're going to touch a lot of it. Okay. Um, but, but hey, Cicero, you are staying next to one of the best thieves in two galaxies. Mm. No, not Cam. Get out of here with that. He goes, watch and learn, boys. As she goes through step by step. I do love the four-step art of retrieving treasure. Yes. you get you, First, you got to get to the circuit. Mm. Okay, so she goes back to cutting a treasure-sized hole in the glass. I love the giant glass cutter. And she has the suction cups in her backpack because you must always be prepared to liberate treasure, Cameron. I like that she's carrying these extra 10 pounds. Uh-huh. Always. Yeah. Because you never know when the shinies will be present. I like that she goes full Cameron here because normally calls him Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Once the glass is gone, you see if there's a pressure swip. You bypass it, and then you reach in, 
And then Cam saves her as the metal grates fall yeah. between them and the treasure. And lose your fucking hands. Okay, <laughs> removal of a treasure from a sealed metal enclosure. I love that she doesn't give up. A good thief just finds I was waiting way for in. her to like flat out pull like a, a cut a cutter. Yeah, a little welding thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so we see J.M. watching all this from a distance in the hallway. And uh, so really... real quick, I want to say is that I kept thinking his name was Jam. <laughs> it's Jam. Like, like, it's jam. like in Parks and Rec. It's just Jam. It's just Jam. Jam. <laughs> anyway. Um, but he's watching from a di- And really, this is Bala's first time experiencing this specific security system. Sure. Getting this far on the first time is impressive. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's like she's hit a good checkpoint. It'll mm-hmm. take her. She'll get back to it so fast. Exactly. And that's where Jam springs into action and has them at gunpoint. Yeah. Cam Good and Bella job. puts their guns on the floor. Jam has saved Cicero. Who's like, yes. Oh, you saved me. They've tried to have me get a key card. Oh, no. Cam hands over his radio in command. You press the big button to talk. Jam's like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, murderous rebels. Oh, yeah. That is a great band name. It is. Great band name. Daniel, like, yeah. <laughs> Well, the hush is going to kill your two friends. Uh-huh. Daniel is unconvinced. We're all unconvinced. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, Jam puts Cam on the radio, who tells who tells Daniel that they have a bit of a John McClane situation here. Daniel, being Daniel, is confused. And in one of my favorite moments yes. of the entire episode, the there is just a teal walking by that goes diehard. The greatest continues walking. The greatest moment in this entire episode. <laughs> Just when I thought my heart couldn't be more broken by Daniel not knowing who John McClane is, Teal comes in and rescues it uh-huh. with the sweetest, sweetest chef's kiss. It's beautiful. Just. Die hard. Literally just walking. Keep walking. Just keeps, doesn't even pause, just die hard. Yeah. This, but I think it's beautiful because, you know, how many seasons ago it would have, we would have had to tell Teal'c all of the references. Yeah. I love the idea that he and Vala have movie nights. Oh, oh, I love that. Because she wants to get so caught up on these Mm -hmm. pop culture things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I will show you. Because I am the pro now. Oh, it's like God. bringing a new friend into D and D. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Daniel um, asks Cam over the radio if he wants to play this, and Cam is like, "Well, trading two of us for all the hostages isn't fair." Mm-hmm. And Jam's like, "No more talking. Let the hostages go." Tina's like, "No." Yeah. Just I'm not gonna. But I'm gonna kill him. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, if. If we let all the hostages go, we're all going to die. So I'm sticking with no. Yeah. And this is not going how J.M. thought it was going to go. Well, yeah. J.M., you're not good at this, bro. <laughs> you're just rolling real shit. You need new dice. You know what it is? You know what it is? J.M. figures that he... Daniel's not going along with it because the rebels have sent people already on the way to rescue these two. Sure. So he's going to go down the hall and get a drop on them first. Always one step. Cicero's going to stay here and shoot these two if they do anything. And I love how Cicero's holding the gun like all the way at the bottom below the trigger. He's like, yes, that sounds like a plan. And Um, He might as well be holding it upside down like he picked up a piece of trash. As soon as James gun, Cicero's like, well, here's your guns back. And he hands the pistol to Vala and yeah. the Zet to Cam, who then switch. Seems right. Yeah. He's like, Jam wouldn't have hurt you. And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we figured that. We're aware of that. Even if he was trying to. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, they can't have that loose end hanging around. Mm-hmm. And when we find him, he's <laughs> practicing his catchphrases. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta. But he left himself wide open from behind. He's onto their tricks. That was the mistake. Yeah. So in the main hall. I'll tell you what, he won't make that one again. Nope. Mm-hmm. He'll make others. He'll make others. But not that one. In the main hall, the Chancellor starts trying to get others around him to rise up, rise <laughs> up. 
Um, I love this part. Because they're not just rebels, they're thieves, and she'll just zats them like, from off screen. I love it so much. And then just, just gets down real close, and then folds his zat away, gets down real close, and he's like... Please, everyone, remain calm. With the creepiest smile. <laughs> we attempt to rectify this most unfortunate of circumstances. Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> Let me off of this right now. <laughs> it's, you know what that is, <clears throat> for speaking D&D terms, that really is someone who is trying, they're trying to do a persuasion role, but all their stats are intimidation. Yeah. So they're just going to try to roll yeah. intimidation yeah. for what Fine. should be a persuasion yeah. role. We're, we're doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> just get down real creepy. I love it so much. Please be calm. I really like, for some reason, Teal'c in this episode makes me so happy. <laughs> it's a good Teal'c. It's a pretty good Teal'c. So we get back to the bomb. Mm-hmm. Cicero's not here. Mm-hmm. And of course, JM won't believe him when they're like, well, we didn't kill him. <laughs> we yeah. didn't hide his body. Yeah. But no, he's never going to give a security card. It's in a place you'll never find it. Bala just grabs okay. it in his pants pocket. Yeah. Like every tourist in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what And you're going to have to kill me to get the access code. I'm not going to stand here while you steal a rare priceless artifact. It's a bomb, dude. <laughs> We needed to get home and to leave this place. Yeah. You're going to have to kill me first. Okay. Okay. Instead, Mala just reaches in and starts pressing buttons on the bomb. I do love, I love this idea. (laughs) And then I love it even more (laughs) later. Because she's just going to activate it because if, if, if they can't have it, there's no reason to live. I love that it's a fake out. Like, yeah, well, I guess I'll I mean, just detonate this it's, bomb. It's going to take up the whole building. Probably everyone within a few miles will be mm-hmm. incinerated. All because you just wouldn't give us the access code. Yep. As the timer's counting down, Jam just goes and puts his code in and the metal bars retract. Yep. And as Vala goes up to turn the bomb off, um, interesting. Yeah. can't now. She's not really sure she can turn it off. I did it. I can't. It won't let me edit undo. I was like... No, it's ghosted. No, I tried. I hit it. Why the fuck did you actually turn it on? Yeah. That's the part that I'm having trouble with as well. She's like, well, we need to make sure it looked real and it looked convincing. He's like, this asshole wouldn't have known. I feel like she rolled a a nat one. In that deception where it's like, okay, yeah, no, it's very convincing yeah. because you actually turned the bomb And then Jim's like, well, I totally would have noticed. And he's like, that's how you fucking know it was a bomb. That's how you uh, rectify Javen rolling in that one, but Vala also rolling in that one. It's... Or JM. I don't know why I called him JM. Just, he's, Cam's like, stop talking. Everybody shut the fuck stop up. Stop talking. Yeah. The countdown is set to an hour, give or take minutes. Uh-huh. So the three of them carry, well, two of them carry the bomb into the gate room. And Vala isn't, she's not worried about it. Look, once we hit the gate up to it, it's going to deplete all the power and it won't explode. Sure. We just have 50 minutes or more or less. Yep. Just quickly get it all. We just got hotwire the gate and yep. everything's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, we find out where Cicero went. <laughs> he exits the building. I love that there's an, an open exit to the building. And surrenders. Yeah. Good and job. like, because the SWAT has all the exits surrounded. Yeah. Now, obviously. Back at the main pot panel that Vala set up, Dan can actually see that the door opened. Him yeah. and Teal get ready, and Teal can see what's going on yep. outside. He reports that to Cam and Vala, who are confused because Cicero is working with us. Uh huh. Turns out. He left to try to convince Cordis of the truth. There Let's is no out. rebels. They're explorers. There's a misunderstanding. This, I'm the one who terrible. told them how to sound like rebels. Yeah. Help them by time. He sees this as a chance to actually communicate with beings from another world. It could be the greatest day in the history of the planet. And yep. Cordis is like, what are you on? God, this part makes me so sad for Cicero. I, the whole thing makes me sad for Cicero. Yeah. Daniel radios, he's starting to get worried. Because Cordis has checked in every 10 minutes uh-huh. on the dot. It's now been over 20. Vala figures, look, at this point, there's a 70% chance that successfully will dial out. And a 50% chance the bomb will just go off. 
And when it's so pointed we don't have out to worry about them anymore. That that's 120%, some of those overlap. Well, yeah. I mean, it's at this point, what she's saying is let's not worry about the negotiation. No. Let's just not worry about that. Uh, and Daniel heard that and just translates to 100% chance they should have brought someone who knows what they were doing. So, Sam. Yeah, well, we didn't. So, there we are. <laughs> so, we're here now. Cam and Vala start manually dialing the gates. Mm-hmm. And Cortez tells Lords that the Viceroy is denied all the demands and they have to end it now. Yeah. I don't know how long it's taken them, but Cam and Vala are actually almost done manually dying the Stargates. I do love that they're literally manually yeah. pushing it around. That's how yeah. it rolls. Yep. Normally, you, I mean, normally it's like Teal'c and Jack doing yeah. it in yeah. previous times. We've seen it being done. Um, James starts asking all of the questions. It's every questions ever. Cam is just tired of it's that, that shit. It's that Riker meme. Yeah. <laughs> Cam is tired of that shit and just goes to duct tape his mouth shut. Yeah, please be quiet. Not sure why he didn't think of that shit earlier. Uh Uh-huh. Outside, we see SWAT getting into place. Teal knows what's coming. They need to get out of here now. And as Vala gets the last shove in place, Vala pulls Cam out of the way out of the kawoosh. Right as the doors open and special forces pour in. Yeah. The extraction team is here. I do think that Cam should have known better than to stand where he was standing. Well, I think that's the only other place he could get a thing, but he could have oh. popped into the back well, probably too. Yeah. But they needed one on both sides to get the Fair. momentum. Yeah. Um, Cam tells them they have a gate. So like, fall Let's back. go. Yeah. Timing. Uh, and, and Daniel does pause to tell the hostages, thank you for your patience. Just stay here on the floor until the police figure Thank out that you you're not Thank you for flying Stargate Airlines. <laughs> Don't come again. Please, uh, we'll comment cards in the basket, yep. which will be uh, torched and not read. Okay, bye. Does <laughs> the police also come through the ceiling? Yeah, well, of course. Firing back at Teal'c and Daniel as they run. Mm-hmm. And as everyone comes around the corner... Daniel yelling, run. We're just about to make it through. A very, very close call to the gate. SWAT cuts them off, feet from the gate. Damn it. And quickly, they are surrounded. And Cortis comes in as well. Hmm. And Jam, like, runs over, still tied up. Yeah. Like, Yeah, please help me. Which gets ripped off. He's like, they've got a bomb. I was like, it's not a fucking bomb. Yeah. Anymore. It was a bomb. No longer a bomb. It's an empty shell of a bomb. Once upon a time, it could have had the potential, and now it's just lost its dreams. It's a millennial bomb. <laughs> it's a bomb millennial. A bomb that we know. When it was young, they told him if he just went to school yeah. and did all the things, it yep. could grow up and become a big, beautiful bomb. It could. And now it's just an empty shell it's just... with a lot of debt. And But it did. it did make a big portal. It did. It did. It did make a big a portal a very to somewhere. strange. Yeah, it's gonna need some therapy for that portal. It's a big but portal that just sucks hopes and dreams done into itself. I mean, it kind of is for Cicero. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Um, Cam's like Cicero told you who we are, right? Yeah. We're, Why are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, Cicero does come in. He's like, yeah. Cortez goes. He did tell us words. Words were said. We didn't believe any of the words that were said. <laughs> and Cicero just comes in in awe. Like, again, this is proof of his life's work. Standing there in front of him. <laughs> Daniel's like, look, we, who's, again, done with every fucking thing at this point. Yeah. Because we didn't want to hurt anyone. We just wanted to go home. Home is through the blue puddle. Please let us, let us go, go through the puddle. Far away. All of this will be done. You will never hear from us again. It'll be done. At what point do you just risk going through and, like, maybe you get injured, but you land up on the other side of the SGC and you say, Who fuck knows? it. Like, at what point I'm just like, fuck it, take a couple <laughs> rounds. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Uh, I mean, you know they have vests on. What? And Dr. Lamb's there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, at some point you just go. Cortis can't allow them to just leave. And then it's Cam who rolls the high persuasion roll. Oh, yes. He's like, look, I've, I've, I get it. I've been here. When I first heard of worlds and races, I freaked the fuck out. I mean, because some freaky shit. Yeah. 
how advanced are they? What are their intentions? I'm kind of afraid they're just going to come kill me in my sleep. And honestly, there are people out there that will just come and kill you in your sleep. It, it gonna. We're not those people. Yeah. Actually, you're really lucky you ran into us first. Granted, this is our worst first contact ever. That's true. It's very true. <laughs> but we are peaceful people, mostly-ish. Yeah. We just don't take acts of aggression lying down. So if you fuck us up... Then yeah. we're just going to have to come fuck you up You're going to have to die. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to... You're first Look, toe-dip. we're nice people until we're not. <laughs> so pick a side. You don't want your first toe-dip in interplanetary relations to be violent. Just to be the last one. <laughs> like, and then once we leave and it's going to be up to you to be how and if we meet again. Yep. And after a moment... Cordis does tell his people to lower their weapons. Yay. And Cam sends his GDO. I'm actually surprised Walter hasn't been on the radio already going. What the fuck? SG-1? Yeah. Is it you? Get the fuck over. Get <laughs> home already. Um, and everyone is just happy to get out of there. Uh-huh. And they head through as the wormhole shuts down behind them. And Cordis knows other people aren't going to believe this. Mm-hmm. So instead, they're just going to cover everything God up. damn it. JM, you are a hero. Four rebels attacked a private function and you killed them all and saved all the hostages. Mm-hmm. And as Cicero speaks up, Cordis threatens him. And we're just left with JM marveling at the dormant Stargate that he is a hero. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Poor, poor Cicero. I am so, yeah, I'm so mad for Cicero. I wish he knew this before the wormhole closed. I know. Because then he, he would have had... gone through. Peace, I'm out. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, but I don't know that Stargate has the budget for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Listen, we don't have to see him after this episode. That's true, that's true. He can be off doing something else. Yes, sir. Back at the SGC, they've tried to dial the planet twice now. No luck. Yeah. They must have buried it after Landry tries seriously or jokingly to blame Vala for the hot wiring. <laughs> <laughs> The plant just stuck their heads in the sand, and Cam figures that the plant has to figure their own shit out before they deal with galactic shit. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Landry says, we don't have that option, as we end with a shot of the control room looking out at the gate, which is kind of an ominous thing dun, to say in dun, dun. Yeah. In some ways, Landry is like, well, they're lucky. Yeah. So they don't get all the cool shit, but they also don't have to deal with, you know, all the dying. Yeah. All of the potential death and dying. Yes. I love this episode. It's... It makes... It's a bummer that the, that the cast didn't. I know. It is so much fun. I um, think some of it was just, like... I think Michael... It wasn't Michael Shank's favorite episode. Well, and, and in context, it's like, you know, you're nearing the end of this thing. You were really thinking that there was more to it. You yeah. just learned you got canceled. It's probably surrounded with... I some- also know there was, like... Apparently, according to the internet, mm-hmm. there was like 20 episodes, 20 minutes, 20 episodes, 20 minutes of footage that like was cut. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. Probably surrounded in not great vibes. So I guess I get it. But. But Teal'c, like Christopher Judge, dude, in and, this episode. Yeah, and a testament to, to them. Yeah. Even, even Michael Shanks not liking it. Yeah. It's fucking amazing it's in the episode. It's just, it's so... It's just fun. It's I, I, it's just one of those episodes where nothing goes right for the team in the best way, in the most entertaining way I do possible. love the diehard aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Diehard in space. Diehard in space. Anyway, what's next, next? Next week, we are going back over to Atlantis for oh. The Ark. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This could go a couple of ways. Yeah. You know, this could go animals, two <laughs> by two. Uh-huh. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. It could go... There's another arc thing, but I can't think of it. <sighs> no, those are the two. Yeah, it's either going to be animals or Nazis getting their face melted off. Hopefully not Nazi animals getting their faces <laughs> melted off. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> just, just Indiana, Indiana Jones and the, the arc of... Uh, uh, and, and, Indi- Indiana Jones Indi- and Noah's Indi- Ark. Indi- Noah Jones. <laughs> Indi- Noah Jones. <laughs> Indi- Noah Jones. <laughs> and the Ark of Face Melting. Yeah, and the Ark
I'm gonna stop now. I'm having fun today, guys. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Hopefully next <sighs> week is fun too. Uh, okay. You know where to find us on all the places. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just let's just Homer Simpson our way out of this fucking thing. <laughs> find us on Twitter at your podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara write us review us on where you get podcasts so many things, things reviews just, uh, you know what we're just happy you're listening give us those five you know what we've somehow I don't know if we've five stars man fuck it I'll take it I mean look at the quality that we've given you this episode we love you <laughs> let's say content let's just focus on the content <laughs> actually don't do that either don't look at any of it too closely we love you bye, bye. bye.